0: To for the, love of God for the love of God
1: podcast.
0: Welcome to for the love of God podcast, a show for Christians that keep it real. Whether you're new to Christianity, a seasoned Christian, or dipping your toes in the baptismal water, this show is for you. Join us and strengthen your Christian walk. Play games and discover new music. This ain't your mama's Christian podcast. All right, welcome to the show. Um, it's weird coming off and not, not
2: having an intro. <laughs> okay. Jason doesn't have she any buttons you. today, folks.
0: We are back again another week here with Pastor Rick Rieger and Nathan Jewell. And this week we have a special guest, Miss um, Megan Turley. And me Turley, right?
1: Well, <laughs> she, thank you, She Jason. heard that episode. She
0: said she was cracking up, so... Me, I think it's That's, Miagin. Miagin. Miagin.
1: You know, I had someone growing up called me, me again. <laughs> me again. Me again. <laughs> me
0: again. Well, welcome to the show, Megan. And uh, we're so glad that you can join us today. Um, you definitely expressed interest in the book of Revelation. And um, I've, I've said that you've done some studying on it, and, as well as myself. So I thought it would be an uh, absolute blast to bring you in.
1: Well, I appreciate that. And, Thank you. Yeah,
2: absolutely, and open up that discussion. Um, so I'm kind of curious yeah. uh, with with Megan here. What, what's your background, Megan? You want to share with the audience?
1: Um, my my background for this would be I went to Liberty University for a little while, and I have a minor in biblical studies, focusing on the Book of Revelation, because that's What I found most interesting growing up, a lot of people shy away from the subject because it's such an intimidating book and you have to interpret not only Revelation, but the book of Daniel along with the book of Isaiah. And it was just something that I went, all right, that's a challenge. Let's go for it. Let's let's dive in. Let's see what it holds for us. And the more I read the book, the more interested I became. And the fact that I got to actually study it in depth with Bible scholars and have a teacher over it was absolutely phenomenal. So... I haven't stopped since, and it's been a joy.
2: I have to admit, I'm, I'm kind of ad, admiring that answer because I didn't know all that about Megan, even though we've been friends for a few weeks now. Um, when I first started reading the Bible on my own as a teenager, the first book of the Bible I read was Revelation, and it scared the heebie-jeebies out of me. Like, I'm like, this is too much. And So
3: you are 100% percent heebie jeebies less
2: now? Because you said you, it scared
3: it out of you. So, I wondered what a person looked no, like. I, I've always wondered what a person would look like if they had no heebie jeebies. So, no, no. Yeah. I mean, That's cool. I, I
0: lost my heebie jeebies and got cheaper Jeeperscapers.
2: <laughs> I did lose my marbles, but I found them.
1: So. No, mine are still missing.
3: <laughs> Sorry. Now, I think you were saying something. What was that
2: again? <laughs> Just basically that this book is very, very intense. And as Protestants, we we follow a very simple method of the Scripture interprets the Scripture, and so keep that in mind as we go into this topic. And since this topic is quite frankly one of the um, one of the most significant debates theologically in the church today, um, I'm going to encourage my my co-host here to uh, to remain humble in our approach. <laughs> I know that's not always the easiest thing to do. Um, but with that said, I'll pass it back over to Jason. Yeah. See, now I'm curious. Hold on now.
3: Wait, before we go to, to, to getting into this conversation, you also, Megan, have a little bit of uh, like ministerial experience kind of even growing up, right? I do. Actually,
1: my family were missionaries and we spent, um, if I had to put all the time together, about four to five months in India itself over there ministering to the people of Chennai. Um, nice. And my father went earlier when I was a child to New Delhi.
3: Very nice. So you've been in kind of in the thick of it for a while now.
1: Yes. Yes, I have.
2: What are we focused on here, Jason? Because my, my question is, are we going to try to focus on like when is the rapture or are we going to focus more on like what are the different approaches? Well, I kind of just want to have an open discussion. Um, OK.
0: Obviously, this is a very controversial topic. We have the pre-trib guys, your mid-trib guys, your post-trib guys. Um. I've been studying this for a while and I do not, I cannot see where the post-trib guys are coming from. Really? Um, I, I, and I, and I say that and then I'll read scripture somewhere where I'm like, Oh, cause I'm very pre-trib. Right. And then I'll read something that makes me wonder. Am I right? It's so all over the place, but there's so much, I think there's so much scripture that points to the direction of pre-rapture trib because, uh, and we'll dive into some of these um, verses, um, but Jesus said that he will keep us from the hour of tribulation. He will keep, and also, we are not intended for the wrath of God. And why would we be? Why would we be here? Why would we follow Christ, make disciples, um, and do all the things that he wants us to do by being good and faithful servants and then, and then go through any sort of wrath? Well, no, there's, question.
3: there's interesting thoughts on that uh, as well.
2: Um, well, why don't we lay our cards on the table and share what are our preconceived notions going into this conversation? So, Pastor Rick, do you want to share? Do you want me to go first?
3: Well, uh, sure. I mean, yeah, I guess I can share. I, 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 I think... Uh, from from the studying that I have done, and certainly I have focused. And I'll be honest; I, I've been in the ministry now for well more years than I even care to count. So I am not going to say, <laughs> but it's let's just say it's well over twenty. Um, and during that time, I've done uh, I focus primarily on our job, what we have to do now, because you know the whole the whole idea of understanding revelation is good. To understand uh, where we're headed, what's going to happen, but what's most important to us right now is that we get the job done before any of that happens. Now, again, I'm all into being prepared, but it, it, I've always kind of focused on doing what we need to do now, which is making disciples, growing the, the kingdom in strength and in numbers. But during that time, I have certainly uh, looked at Revelation, looked into it, try to understand so that I would know, you know, how to, how to be ready uh, so that I could warn people. And I believe that what scripture is telling us is that is a more of a pre-trib model, although I'm certainly open to the fact that maybe things won't be quite as cut and dry as, you know, a, then B, then C, then D. It might be more of a A starts, rolls into B, then C kind of happens before D or after D, start, you know, I mean, you know what I'm saying? That there's a little overlap. So, you know, I'm I'm open, open to an early tribulation interpretation. But I really believe personally that, um, you know, just in the context of the whole Bible, that the tribulation was not meant for Christians. Although there is some, certainly some logic in the fact that if it was a mid or post-trib, it could be simply because we're here to try to, you know, help wrestle yet a few more souls before it's all over. But okay. anyway, so I'm, I'm a pre-trib kind of pre to early mid guy.
2: I'm a, i am I kind of fall into a similar boat. I am, I will usually declare that I'm kind of a mid-trib guy. Um, I'm not 100% sold though. I will tell you that if there is a first bus out of Dodge, I want to be on it. (laughs) Oh, absolutely.
3: (laughs) Yeah. I think that the wishful thinking in most of us is pre-trib, so.
2: (laughs) And that's part of the reason why I I tend to shy away from the pre-trib understanding of this because it's a little too much of self-fulfillment or self-desire, I think, read into the, the teachings, but, um, particularly when I compare us to the first century Christians and the amount of, of what's the word I'm looking for, when they were, the, the punishment they Persecuted. received. Persecution. Wrath, persecution that they received. Yeah. Like, if the first generation or first century of Christians received that kind of persecution, who are we to assume that we are not going to see the same? But um, I'm very humble on it. I'm open to being corrected. And I'm not, um, I'm not planting my flag with any type of uh, force. I, I'm, I'm willing to flex to whatever the word says. So with that in mind, uh, let's hand it, hand it over to Megan here. Uh, where um, do you stand?
1: Well, I am open to you know, a little bit of interpretation here and, and hopefully to see what, what outrolls. I'm, I'm more of a pre-trib person. I, I don't believe that the church is supposed to be here. For, you know, the wrath of God that's about to pour out onto the earth, you know, it's not, it's, it's not Satan's persecution of the church, you know, he he certainly will, but that's the church that comes during the tribulation, everybody that becomes saved because of everything else. I, I firmly believe that, you know, God's going to pour out the punishment and the judgment on people who have turned their back on him. And that's justice. why? why should the church be here for that we we haven't turned our nose up at him we haven't turned our back on him you know but maybe we're supposed to be here for the first half to glean as many people for the harvest as possible there's definitely room for interpretation there's a little bit of wiggle room there but i fall i fall more in pre-trib than i do mid or even post-trib
0: yeah
2: um you know, you kind of mentioned something earlier, Jason. You mentioned that you don't really understand the post trib perspective. And I kind of hear Megan echo that same thing. Do you know why the post trib people believe that? I
0: don't understand where they come from. Uh, like, for instance, what? I wish I had the verses. <laughs> um, I'm so unorganized. Um, one verse says, the Antichrist will not be revealed until the restrainer is removed. Can't remember which verse it is, but um, we are the restrainer. So the re- revealing of the Antichrist would be in the beginning of the tribulation. It marks the f- first day of the seven years to come. The first three and a half years, he is a peacemaker. He is. Obviously, our world is in turmoil right now. Um, We have, well, Matthew 24, right before our eyes. Uh, Weather is out of control. Earthquakes. Flooding. And then wars and rumors of wars. And we have the New World Order is setting up shop. I mean, they're getting closer and closer. I believe certain... Tools have already been used. I see a Akash's society getting ready to take place at any time. It's all unfolding, everything that the Bible said. So when things are out of control and we, we will have somebody rise that says, I will clean up this mess. And then we're like, okay, yay, we got a savior. And then three and a half years into it, he takes his seat at the temple mount in the temple calls himself god and you will worship me and you will take this mark which is the mark of the beast and if you do not take the mark you will die
2: to be specific you will not be able to buy sell mm-hmm. trade work or um but we actually see a very modern version of that in china today uh, we have we've seen a very modern version all over the world of that today and, uh, in china they're calling it a social credit score yeah And there are a lot of people that are very excited to bring this particular level of technology to our own shores. So be very careful. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. And even in Denmark and Finland, they've got one now that they put between your thumb and your forefinger that it'll unlock your door. It's got your credit card on it. It's basically your own electronic way of doing everything Mm -hmm. without cash, without cards, without identification or without anything else. Right. And
0: Amazon is rolling out several systems they have all you need is your phone your credit card and your palm and they'll get you set up to scan your palm on on everything to pay for things to enter doorways at work whatever and they also have grocery stores now that you go in you scan your barcode from your phone you walk in you start picking stuff off the shelf and put it in your bag and with AI technology is watching everything you do, watching everything you put in your bag, and you just walk out the store and it sends your receipt. No cashiers, no nothing. And that is happening today,
2: right now. It is. We've had the RFID technology for quite some time. I'm just
3: saying, you know... Good or bad, I, I want to shop at that store.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now, I will say— I'm an in-and-out kind of guy, so— <laughs> I, I'm a, I'm a, I, I do like technology, and I will say that is very cool. But knowing where it is heading and knowing what is coming, it, it scares the crap out of me. And not, not in the a, in a sense that I'm afraid of what this world is turning into because I lean on the Lord, and I know He's protecting me, and He will swoop me out of here when the time is right. That's not what I'm afraid of. I'm afraid for the people that don't rely on the Lord. That's what scares me is the people that aren't with Jesus and don't have the savior and don't have, you know, that that aren't where they need to be in faith.
3: Well, we can certainly see, and I I don't really care whether you're post pre or, you know, no, I don't, you know, whatever, whatever the hundreds and thousands of views probably that are out there that we don't even know about. It doesn't really matter. The fact that, I had a sunday moment i think it's called a senior moment
2: all right i mean you're 55 now 56
3: it's kind of sad see i don't even know that's a, that's how old i am i don't even know anymore
2: well he was working so hard not to share how long he's been in the ministry and jason just like
0: drops <laughs> that bomb right there in the middle of the show
2: you don't like a bay,
0: day past 60 but what were we talking were we talking?
3: oh what i was yeah okay so you know so here's the thing it doesn't really matter whether you're pre, post, mid-trib, whatever. We still have to be able to look for those those signs, and we've got to know. I don't really care what camp you fall in there. If you look at Revelation at all, and you read and you understand even minimally, and you look at our, you know, what's going on in the world today, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to realize we are getting pretty close. We've never been closer, certainly. Now granted that's a cheesy statement because it's every year that's always true.
2: I say it every a lot. I say
3: we, it a lot. <laughs> we have never been closer. But really things have happened that are very obvious. You know, the uh everything that's happened in the last what, forty 50 years is just, it's been ramping up. It's kind of like uh, what Jason said earlier. It's kind of like birth pains, you know, birth, uh, you know, the contractions, they get closer and closer and they're just getting mm, closer and closer as we yeah. go. Mm-hmm. And so we know it's coming pretty soon. The The signs are there. You know, in fact, I, I find it fascinating. The, the the disciples are asking Jesus, when's this stuff going to happen? He could have said, well, you know, look for A, B, and C and given them, you know, but he didn't. He just said generically, well, you know, you're going to see this, you're going to see that, you're going to see that. When you see that, know it's coming close. In other words, he's like, don't try to focus, don't try to, you know, get this specific date down or whatever. Just know that when you see these things, it's coming pretty soon. And I think the whole reason he's doing that is to make sure that we're ready at all times.
2: Yeah, you're talking about the parable of the of the virgins with the lamps. Exactly. We got to be ready. We the don't want to be sitting
3: and partying and goofing off and then all of a sudden, bam, it's all started. We got to be ready and we got to be doing our job as we're getting ready. And, and that is important. And I think the key to this whole revelation bit, it, I don't know that we have to know. But I think that if we're humble and realize that our interpretation could be inaccurate, that maybe it's more of a mid-trib, or you know, maybe there is uh, you know something to be said for post-trib. Knowing that we could go through some of that stuff, we got to be, we got to know what it's about. You know, we got to understand that there is going to be a mark. Mm-hmm. You know, we got to understand that if there is such a thing, we best not take it. And we got to know what the mark is. You know, a lot of people now are saying, oh, the vaccine's the mark. The vaccine's the mark. Well,
0: it's not, but it is a precursor.
3: I I agree with you there. <laughs> I agree with you there. I think that we're getting <laughs> ready to accept that mark. Yeah. But the fact is, is the mark is something you're going to specifically take in, you know, as a follower of the beast. It's going to be something you choose line. to take and you can't choose to follow somebody through a vaccine, you know, and we're not, they're not taking shots in their forehead and, they're, you know, so I, I don't think that's it. Right. So we've got, we do have to be, you know, have some uh, enough understanding to rule out some of those things. But at the same time, if uh, it really is a mid to more, post trib we got to be ready for some of these things and know what's to come so that we don't make poor choices right
0: well here's a couple arguments that go against post-trip um one jesus will be coming down with the saints which is us the ones that a the dead rise first in christ and then b he takes all of us followers up we go up he prepared a mansion for us. He pre- prepared a room in his mansion. And if, if you look at the end of Revelation, when he comes down and touches ground on his second coming, he destroys all the evil, throws Satan into Hades, and Don't locks him up fly. for a thousand years. And, um, and then God makes a new earth and new heaven. And we reside here on earth in Jerusalem in his kingdom on earth for a thousand years. Under the order of Melchizedek. If, if we went up when he came down or, or just before, it would be up down. <laughs> <laughs> we are not getting our room in the mansion. We're not having the feast. Look, that's the holy bungee jump. That's a holy bungee it's jump. It's an inverted bungee He's jump. He's going to take us up. <laughs> Which doesn't mean the tribulation immediately starts then. He's getting us out of the way, which I think, which is what brings an uproar of confusion and disarray to the earth when millions of people disappear. And of course, the government say, aliens took them. But we're all going to disappear. Earth is going to be in shambles. Where did all our people go? And it's going to be chaos. The Antichrist comes forward where the restrainer the perfect is gone. Setting
1: for somebody to take control. Exactly. Too.
0: I have this under control. Follow me. Oh, great one. And then it gets, gets, gets worse from there. Um, while all that's happening, we're up in heaven having feast with Christ and getting our, we got our glorified bodies. We get, we're getting our armor plates. We're getting ready for war because in seven years we're coming down to kick butt. And throw the devil in the slammer and then rule on earth for a thousand years. And we will be in control of whoever's left and teach them what's, what's going on. Now, more arguments. They have the tribulation saints. Okay. The tribulation saints are the people that are not believers now, but become believers later during, during the, tribulation. the tribulation they say oh yeah I
3: thought that was a rock band
0: <laughs> that's our band <laughs> the
3: tribulation Saints the they say could band. be one
0: okay all this stuff <laughs> that they were talking about they were right and this guy's I guess the Antichrist and he wants us to put this mark on but I'm not doing that because I heard what they were saying about this dude and I need to believe in Jesus Christ or I'm going to hell with him and because that's where he's heading because now I'm reading I'm starting to re- I'm going to read this Bible thing they were talking about they figure it all out. They follow Christ. They either get beheaded or whatever happens to them, and they go to heaven as the tribulation saints. We also have the hundred and forty-four thousand, the twelve tribes of Judah, Judea, that will spread the earth, speaking Christ's Lord, the Lord's name, trying to get everybody converted to understand and believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and where your salvation is. And it's not with this guy. It is with that guy that died for you. And so they are working very hard on getting people to understand who they should be really following. That's why they're there. If we were here, we would do that. Also, you have the two witnesses that come down.
1: Which are ultimately the two that bring about the 144,000 because they're Jewish. Exactly. And it's easier to listen to somebody who is and is converted than to listen to a Gentile who's.
2: Agreed. That's when we see the fulfillment of the gospel. Who's shoving the
1: New Testament in your face and going, hey, you know about this over here? Right. Well, maybe you can't explain it as well as a Jewish rabbi could to you. Right. So, with just those
0: few points, and there's many more, how is post possible?
2: Well, I, I don't want to try to get into a position where we're trying to defend the post-tribulation view. It, it it's certainly difficult for those who are who lean pre-trib to even, you know, even hold the argument inside your head, like to try to defend it, because you, you've not learned what those defensive points are. Now, I've done a little bit of studying on it, and the points that they say, well, this is why I'm able to very easily debunk with with the knowledge that I have. So I'm not. I can't say that I can defend that view. What I am really interested in talking about, though, is the the overall timeline. Because you, you've mentioned a couple of things today. Like you mentioned the restrainer, and you said the church is the restrainer. I don't agree. I think the Holy Spirit is the restrainer. And when the Holy Spirit is taken, we'll be taken with it in the right. same those thing those are
3: kind of one of, yeah i mean right We're, now they're kind of the one holy of the holy spirit is in us we are the temple of the holy spirit we
0: are restraining because of the holy spirit but
3: i would also i would also say that in a way i i agree with nate simply because the fact that we don't have the power to restrain anything the holy spirit does but we are the temple of the holy spirit therefore in a way we it is one of the same so yeah
2: and pastor rick has also shared where um, there have been people who have who have touched this topic, and it's destroyed their lives. Like you've shared a story of, I think you said it was your father, who because somebody once told him the one hundred and forty four thousand and only. Oh, my grandfather! Yes, grandfather.
3: Yes, I had had to think for a second. Yes, I, I had shared that. Yes,
2: <laughs> why don't you go ahead and share that with the the listeners real quick?
3: I, he just uh, he he was. Um he was studying the Bible. He actually um, got to, you know, what is the organization? The Masons, the Freemasons. He got in with a group of them, and they were doing a Bible study, and they got into Revelation, and they started talking about and, and, and studying the 144,000. All He was convinced that, based on their study, he was convinced that only 144,000 people were going to go to heaven, period. End of story. And that they were already... Chosen, it was already a done deal. Therefore, there's nothing you could do. Um, granted, all of that, you know, you, it, if you took things out of context, you might be able to come up with something like that. You but if to. you read it in the context of the entire New Testament, that's kind of impossible. It kind of makes the whole. Jesus dying on the cross and giving us a choice, you know, kind of moot.
1: Well, and it moots the Great Commission. Why, right, why, why go bother? and disciple people <laughs> if you're only going to get 144,000? That would have been achieved in the first century church.
3: Right. But the point is, is if you do interpret things badly, it can mess you up bad. It can really throw you for loops. loop. So it's very, you want to go into it humbly. You want to go into it, um, really with a lot of, uh, you know, just discernment, discernment, connecting with God, you know, a lot sort
2: of spiritual thing. maturity. You have to understand that we're all going to start at a certain level, but the deeper you study this, you might find yourself shifting your position as you're able to compare the word against the word. So with that being said, Megan, uh, what part of this is kind of catching, catching your fancy over there?
1: Um, my personal favorite part would be, uh, Exactly, middle of the tribulation. It's the part where, excuse me, it's the part where the antichrist breaks his treaty with the Jews. You know, you you go into the tribulation, and oh, we're going to make peace with the world. We're gonna we're gonna have a one world united. Let's make sure Israel's a part of this, and then all of the sudden. Yeah, that's not so much a thing Here, let's rebuild the temple But I'm gonna go in I'm gonna make an image in my name It's gonna spit fire It's gonna talk It's gonna judge people That's the scary part It's going to talk It's going to have fire light up within it And come out of its mouth and burn people Oh, and by the way If you don't commit yourself to me Or worship my graven images mm, Let's just kill you on the spot Because I don't like you And you're a threat to me
2: Right Now, it's really important to understand here that you have to have humility at this because the Bible tells us that even the elect would be deceived. No. Okay. It said if it were possible. If it were possible. Even the elect. Even the elect would be deceived. Okay. So, because of that, you have to understand that this is going to be very convincing to those who are on the outside of the church oh for sure the antichrist oh, is not
0: going to be some he's going to be damper he's going to be a nice looking guy he's going to be well spoken he's going to have all the answers he's going to be everybody's best friend and people are going to fall in love with him
2: mm-hmm.
1: well and we haven't even seen him unleash half of his power here on earth satan himself hasn't revealed himself to anybody Great. here as far as you know personally speaking, that we know of. And he's the great deceiver. He puts on many clothes. He's used the same lure for centuries. He's just dressed it up a little differently. Mm -hmm. And it flows with the time. Just imagine how potent that's going to be standing in his presence at the time going, oh, no, I think you might actually be God because you look the part, you say the part, you act the part, and you can actually do all of these things, as well as show signs and wonders and do miracles. He's been given the power to do that throughout this time. And so, why wouldn't people believe that he is the Savior if you're sitting there healing people, you're bringing people back from the dead, you're, you know, essentially uniting the world? Why wouldn't you believe that?
2: Right. So, how will we be able to identify who the Antichrist is? Say that again? So, how will we be able to identify who the Antichrist is?
1: So, the Antichrist is supposed to come about—you don't don't reveal who he is until the midway part, at least according to— my studies and what i've been able to read the person that unites the world will certainly be the figurehead but they're not going to be what's the word i'm looking for indwelt with yeah, the with the with satan himself until um until the the great wound you know that that happens and then that group it's supposed to be fatal Yeah. so this person's going back. to die right and be resurrected but at that time of resurrection he's going to be indwelt with satan at that, that point everybody who is part of the new church as what I like to call them during the tribulation time needs to be wary and looking out and go it's time to run yeah. you know and, and apostolize talks, why you're running petra. but it's time to run
2: right petra will become a a a safe haven for for a very brief, brief period of time
0: right well um the if- Okay, so you have another character, the Antichrist's partner.
2: Well, before we get to that, there's one piece piece I want to add onto what Megan said there about the Antichrist. So the figure, we were just talking a moment ago about how charismatic this person is going to be and how people are going to be drawn in. And uh, I am not one of these people that tends to think that our former president was the Antichrist, but he gives you a good perspective of what this kind of person might look like on a grand stage. He All makes right. a great candidate. Uh, and I, I I don't
0: disagree. And considering how the world looked at him, and I don't mean America, I mean the world. In
2: general. That's when correct.
0: he was trying to get reelected, the world was marching the world was protesting. They were so for Trump getting reelected because
2: he brought peace and security, which is
0: a and big red
2: flag. That's the, p- the part I wanted to talk yeah. about because uh, even Trump talked about like the, the, the ultra deal or the mega deal would be peace between Israel and Palestine. Now... That's how we will know who the Antichrist is, is because it will be the person who brings the pre- peace treaty mm-hmm. to Israel. If there is a pre-trib rapture, and I hope there is, it will probably occur either before or when that treaty is signed. Right. From my best guess and best understanding. The, um, well, so if you see Israel sign a peace treaty... It's time to put your boots on folks. <laughs> yeah.
3: Cause things are about to get real.
2: It's about <laughs> one way or the other. You real. real ugly. You got about three years after that treaty signed where it's going to be nice and it's going to be calm and it's going to be peaceful. Yeah, people will still shop and get married and eat and drink and be married. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but after that three years, it's going to get real ugly real fast. And even during that three years, you're going to see consolidations of power and it talks about in Revelation that there will be a 10-nation. Uh, the 10-nation conglomeration already exists. Mm-hmm. And when you see the, the the peace deals that Trump was able to accomplish from uh, Saudi Arabia and Yemen and all these areas around that had previously never even recognized the Jewish people, you can start to see things are moving in a specific direction. Now... I do want to add. You have to understand that to really get a full picture of this period of time, you have to study Daniel. You have to study Isaiah. You have to study Matthew. You have to study uh, Thessalonians. You have to study um, Revelation. You're not mm-hmm. going to get it all in one place. It's 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 in different places. Mm-hmm.
3: So and that's really that's it's by design. Because when you see things and when you see books that have been written over a long period of time and they're all syncing up and provide the picture, it it lets us know that, hey, this is real. This is real. This is not just, you know, one man's vision and he put it on paper and it doesn't line up with the rest of scripture. It all lines up. And the fact that it was prophesied, you know, well before revelation was ever a thing, you know, before uh, John ever saw this revelation. So, yeah, very important. Uh, concept to understand that this is uh, this is multiple books, and you want to read all of them, and that should uh, go a long way to let you know that hey, this stuff is it's the real deal.
2: I also want to add that the idea of you have to understand Israel's role in all this. We've kind of touched on this a little bit, but there is a a period of time that's called the seventy the seventy weeks of Daniel, and sixty nine of those weeks were completely fulfilled. And then we saw the Jewish nation destroyed and the Jewish people thrown into the Diaspora. Okay? When that disbursement happened, there's still this last final week that is going to be specific to the Jewish people that has not yet occurred. And that specific week is the period of the tribulation. So when Christ died, within 100 years of Christ's death, the Jewish nation was conquered by Rome. And then Rome became... Catholic Church, and they, they, they kind of merged together at one point under Constantine. You can look at—there's a lot of really good arguments, I, I don't want to go too deep into this—but basically, to understand that 70th week and why it is specific to the Jewish people, that's a very important part that, that I recommend people consider. It's not for the Church. We are in the Church Age now, but the Church Age will end when the Rapture occurs. And at that point in time, it's God's final deal with the Jewish people, which is where we get the 144,000. It's going to be Jewish believers that come about because of the work of the um, the two witnesses, which I believe to be Elijah and Moses. So I, I could study that out in Scripture for you if you'd like, um, but that's my understanding of what I've read. So knowing that this... 144,000 Jewish believers are going to come and fulfill the promises of Romans 11, you can see that this whole period has to do specifically with the final verdict of Israel. The reason why this is so exciting is because until 1949, it was never possible for there to be a final 70th week. Right. That's when Israel reconstituted mm-hmm. as a nation, and I believe that's when the final clock started ticking. That's when the right. clock. Ticked. I think yeah. we're probably seconds from midnight. Well, right see, now.
3: that was the that was really to me. That's when the birth pain started, and now they've, the contractions are getting closer and closer and closer. Mm-hmm. And for insane. those
2: who who want to reference the scripture, uh, look in Daniel nine, and you'll find out what I'm talking about the 70th week's prophecy of Daniel.
0: Right. I just want to quickly read First Thessalonians. 15 through whatever, whenever I stop. start at 13. Start at 13, please. 13? Yeah. Okay. 13 through 18. Uh, it's, uh subtitles, the comforts of Christ's coming. We do not want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, concerning those who are asleep, so that you will not grieve like the rest who have it means no. dead. Say, what? Asleep means dead. Right. For those who have died in Christ. Ah, you will not grieve like the rest who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again in the same way through Jesus, God will bring him those who have fallen asleep. For we say this to you by a word from the Lord. We who are still alive at the Lord's coming will certainly not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout. With the archangel's voice and with the trumpet of God and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are still alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, so we will always be with the Lord. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. Okay, so that's the rapture right there. And those who are, well, be careful. Well, because
2: be very careful. when the Lord, <laughs> Lord's second coming, he will touch earth and that's one of the arguments for the post-tribs they think that that what you're talking about there it's going to start with the rising of the dead and then those who are the tribulation saints will be pulled up with them and then that's the final judgment from the post-trib perspective however well it's not what revelation says revelation says he touches down on the mount of olives or zion mount zion and um yeah, but he will descend to Mount Zion. So if you look at verse 16, it says, For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a cry of command and with the voice of an archangel and with the sound of the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Right. That's us coming in as the saints. The dead in Christ about. is the people that died
3: well, before I'm, now.
2: I'm assuming I'm going to be dead. We're the alive. Of time. I apologize. Why
0: are you assuming that? It could be tomorrow.
2: It could be. But I, I'm, so
0: the dead in Christ will rise first. The people so that's already died.
1: That's, that's not currently living now or, you know, in right. 50 Those years. Those who are still alive.
0: That follow Jesus and believe in Jesus will come up next and meet him in the clouds. Not on top of the mountain. We're not even there. We're, that's going to happen in Jerusalem. The final showdown is there. And we will go up. Party on get our glorified bodies
1: and I find it interesting that that might be where the bridal feast comes into play because we are the bride of Christ we are the bride we're not you know there's a special place in heaven for the the tribulation saints and and it's alluded to in Revelation but for the bride of Christ which is what we are now we still have to go get our bodies Mm -hmm. we still have to go have a feast with God in heaven Mm -hmm. while all of that's happening down here on earth and that's Kind of what leads me to believe in more pre than post, and it doesn't even make post possible in my mind. Because why would we still be here when we have things to do before the rest of the world even gets there?
0: Right, we have a lot of work to do. We well, to I, I just battle. wonder,
3: are we going to see you know these bodies coming up out of the grave? Yes, everybody guess, will. So you know, so if will that be a I'm fun sight If you are not a believer. You will be. And you see a body come up out of the grave.
1: Like, can you just imagine a graveyard hit ground, just coming up out, out of the ground? You the and you start praying
3: for forgiveness and <laughs> repent right then. The world then. will
2: see him in the clouds.
3: I, I hope you don't wait it, that, 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 long, that, that, that long, but that, that is your sign. And you only got like probably
2: minutes. <laughs> there are There is actually historical proof, or I should say proof, there is historical reference in the Bible that even when Christ himself died, those who were in the grave rose. They did, yeah. They did. So you, so yeah. this is something that's that's they happened did before. Walk. It's going to happen again, and be aware of that. And when so, you
3: see it, you best be ready. <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> I have a feeling that it will not be shown on TV. Right. It won't. Not. It's not
0: possible because it'll happen in the twinkling of an eye. Yeah, it's Nine. all going to go too quickly. in a blink.
1: So you happen to you catch her. You do it. not
2: want to be one of these people Gone. that is saying, "I'm going to wait until I see this." Happen. No, there's no time. No. Absolutely, not. Not see it's not anything. like, "Oh,
0: they're okay."
2: All right, nope, you're done. Well, it's human nature that you want to be the guy who slides in under the closing door like Indiana Jones <laughs> yeah. in and crap my hat, stone, right? But. It's, That's not, not probable. There's not there's not wisdom in that approach. No, and you're you, there's no promise that you're going to have that last second opportunity. Right? You know, yeah. Indiana
3: Jones probably practiced that scene about twelve or fifteen hundred times <laughs> right. before he got
0: it right. Now, the Lord will bless the late comer.
3: Um, but you don't want to play. We're talking the
0: night close. before, not the moment of.
3: You don't. You do not want to play it that close. I'll tell you one. Th- I, the question I have though, if it. And this has always been, in my mind, the only thing that led me to believe it could be later on is thinking, you know, wouldn't it be kind of obvious when all of a sudden a bunch of people leave? Now, I you know, and I say that tongue-in-cheek, of course, you know, when a bunch of people just disappear, if you're in Jerusalem at the time and you know, and you've read the Bible and you know a 100... I'd be like stand in line to be that first of the hundred and forty four thousand, knowing that you know I've got I still got a shot at this. Let's make this happen because obviously everything is true because a bunch of people just left. Now I say that tongue in cheek, but then I want to bring it back to the to reality. Here's the reality: you know Jesus said few ever find the path, and I think we are all you know, those true Christ followers, we're all deceived at how many true Christ followers are roaming the earth right now. And I think the numbers are staggeringly low. I agree. And, you know, I, 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 to the point where I believe that if we went into any, any, uh, Church that's preaching the good news—that's you know Christ-following type church. If you walked into any church on Sunday morning, I believe you know 90 percent of those people are still your target, are still you know the the witness, the the, the mission field. Um, that's my personal belief, and with that in mind, you know maybe these numbers that are disappearing are not going to be quite so obvious.
2: I once heard an argument that said. The argument was this there will be so few people that that this actually occurs to that maybe we missed it. Well, because we wouldn't recognize it because it is such a small number. It's not that
0: small.
1: The way is narrow.
0: We're talking, it's millions of people. It's small in in our little world. It's small. Maybe in America. But when you look at the entire globe, globally. Right. We're talking, right. what, 16 billion so, yeah. total I mean, in population? Yeah, you take we're, we're a couple talking. million out of that, you're going to notice it. Um, and just China alone, some of the biggest Christ followers, the biggest, hungriest the, Christians in the world are the in China. The
1: underground church over there is amazingly huge. Yeah. Like you would not believe how big it is over there. I mean, there is because they keep it underground.
3: Yeah, and just uh, for our listeners just know when, when he says the biggest, biggest you know and we're not really talking about <laughs> we're not talking about big people. <laughs> we're also not talking <laughs> about numbers, although there are numbers, as Megan pointed out. The fact is these people are they're serious. you know when you when you are gonna when you're under persecution for following Christ, when it's not a cool thing, when you don't have the resources, you've got to be a pretty driven person. You've really, it puts your, your faith on the line. You either got to have it or you don't.
2: It doesn't just put your faith on the line. It puts your life on the line. 100%. Here, in America, we can tinker.
3: Here in America, we're free to tinker with it and play right. with it. It might not be real, it's but, a hobby for you know, but we're not going to take any guff for it. Whereas there, they got to be serious. Yeah. And so, yeah, when we're talking the big Christians, we're talking about people that really really believe. And it's, and they, they are, they're, they're like David who said, you know, he cried out for the word. He cried out for God. He, he was like a, a parched soul in this parched land and just wanted more of God. And that's exactly the way these Christians in China are.
0: Yeah. Um, I was listening to a pastor I visited China. I was doing a Bible study with some Chinese people underground and there was like 20 of them and uh, he said he was passing out Bibles. There wasn't enough Bibles for everybody. And um, he started to read. And he noticed one of the ladies there passed her Bible to somebody else. He thought that was interesting. And after the reading, he asked her, he goes, why did you give your Bible to that person? She goes, well, I because she was reciting it word for word. And she says, I memorized it. And um, he, she said, I've memorized many chapters. He goes, He goes, interesting. She goes, see, if we get caught reading the Bible, we go to prison for three years. And so you have a lot of time. And he goes, he goes, well, how can you read the Bible in prison? Do they allow Bibles in prison? She says, no, but they, people from the outside send us scriptures on pieces of paper. And he said, and she said, well, they'll take those too. So we have to memorize them fast. (laughs) And wow. um, so they memorize scriptures and she's, and before he was leaving, she says, will you pray for us so we can be like you? He says, absolutely not. <laughs> I will not pray for you to be like us because <laughs> she goes, I don't understand. She said, he says, because we have two, three Bibles per family in each house in America and nobody reads them. You can't have any Bible, but yet you're memorizing chapters and books. And, uh, I will not pray for you to be like us. I will pray for us to be like you. Amen. Stop.
3: Absolutely. Yeah. You know, if you're a listener and, uh, you are a professed Christ follower and your Bible is collecting dust, uh, shame on you.
2: You're doing it wrong.
3: Yeah. <laughs> right. Shame on you. Crack a sucker open. And that, you know, and that's that's the reality. The reality, is, and that's I, I really believe that's the whole crux of of why Revelation exists and why it's a little bit more nebulous than other books. I mean, there, there's, and I know for some of our listeners who maybe you haven't crossed that line yet, you're afraid to uh, even get into the Word of God because you're thinking. Uh, you know, they talk about this stuff and there's so many different opinions and there and, and it's true. There, there, there are a lot of, there's a lot of even, you know, the scripture that we should be able to, to all agree on, we still don't. And that is a people problem, not a word problem, not a Amen. Bible problem. But at the same token, there are, a, there's a lot of scripture that is, it's just obvious. It's obvious. And you, you can read it, and you can interpret it. You can know, with the Holy Spirit's help, exactly what you need to do. And so, I just encourage you out there if you're if you're listening to this today, and it's making you feel like oh, I don't even know if I want to go there. Trust me, go there. Go there. Start in the Gospels. You know, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. You know, read some of the uh, the letters of Paul. Um, uh, Ephesians, you know, or, or, you know, some of those books and it, they're going to make sense. But I think that the reason that revelation is a little more nebulous is simply, I believe there's a reason why God doesn't want, and this is just my interpretation, my belief. Okay. So I'm, this is not necessarily biblical, although I could make a case for it. Jesus didn't come right out and spell out everything specifically. He had an opportunity. The disciples are like, what's going on? When's this stuff going to happen? He could, if he if he wanted to, he could have laid out the whole map, except for the time, because he said only the Father knows that. But he could have laid everything else out, I'm sure, but he didn't. And I think there's a reason. I don't know what that reason is. I can't tell everybody, but I think you know God has wisdom. He does everything the right way, and I think He knew some things that, and He knows some things that we don't know, and He wanted us to be ready, so He gave us just enough. To be ready so that we don't get caught with our pants down, but I think there's some reasons why he left things a little bit more nebulous, and I think that that's okay
2: one of those things I, I kind of would say that kind of fills in some of the gaps of what you just said there is if you know somebody who has really spent time with the Bible and they love the Word of God and they love they love Jesus and they They invest their own personal time and their own personal study. The more you read this book, the more you study all 66 of the books, you're going to find yourself learning more and understanding more on a deeper and deeper
3: basis. Absolutely.
2: So I think one of the reasons why he did this is, is because he wants to draw, he wants us to draw closer to him. And the more you can draw closer to him, the more you're going to spend time in his word. Right. The more you spend time in his word, the richer you're going to understand, the more rich this is going to seem to you, and the more it's going to connect, the more it's going to make sense. So, start somewhere. Certainly. But I also want to encourage you to remember that while this is important, it's not the most important thing that we're here for. The most important thing is to go and make disciples. That's, that's where we're supposed to be. If, if we're staying so focused on this stuff and learning and going deep and we're not applying our knowledge, we're doing it wrong. This is supposed to be for us to learn about. It's there for us to dive in. The, the answers are there if we spend the time in the word, but we can't forget our main mission.
3: Right. And so today's conversation sh- certainly should put some fire under our butts. Amen. You know, the fact is, is that we are close. We know that. We know that certain wheels are already in motion. We know that the the birth pains are, are getting, you know, they're, they're closer and closer, the contractions. We know that things are going to pop pretty soon. And our mission right now is to make disciples so that more people go up <laughs> when it's right. time. Whether it's pre, mid or post, we want more to go up and we don't have a whole lot of time left. So if we're going to do it, it's got to be now. And you know, I'd like to turn those thousands or 10 thousands or millions into many millions because we can, we can, we can, we can. Yeah. God can, we can, but God can through us. Right.
0: I mean, that's really the most important thing is your faith in the Lord and believing in him and staying true to his word and bringing other people to him. Um, it doesn't matter if we go pre mid or post, what matters is we make it to the finish line with Christ in heaven Amen, and, uh, bring as many as long as you can. Um, I study this stuff because it's interesting.
3: Oh, you know, and, it, and we don't ever want to take away. The fact is is revelation is the only book I know that says those who read this and understand are blessed. Right. Right? I mean, so I, you know, definitely I wouldn't want to dissuade anybody. Uh, I think that we just, as we study, as we look, we got to make sure that we're doing what we need to do.
1: And I think you need to go into this book with a completely open mind. When you're, when you're mm-hmm. first reading this, go, all right, let's just read through it once. And then afterwards, maybe go, all right, let's start picking it apart a little bit. But right. don't go in expecting to be blasted with all-knowing spiritual knowledge, yeah, exactly. maybe. It's not going to um, It is overwhelming. The more and I read it,
0: every time I read it, I get more out of it. And honestly, the closer I get the God, the more
2: open my eyes get. That's very true. I do want to encourage our reader, our listeners to understand that, um, the Bible interprets the Bible. That's a very important principle. Very true. Right. Yeah. So if you, if, if you take away something in revelation that contradicts something earlier in the Bible, you've got the wrong answer. Yeah.
3: Right. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Very important
2: concept. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Um, You mentioned earlier, Jason, about the coming of the, uh, the, 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 the mini me of the, the mini me, the false prophet. (laughs) That's his name. I couldn't, I couldn't find it. Ah,
3: The The mini me. That's what I call it. Yeah. The
0: false prophet. Um, I think I know who he is.
1: Oh, I'd love to hear some thoughts on this. Yeah. I am
0: almost 100% convinced.
3: Oh, I like the way he said that. I'm 100%. Almost. He didn't say I'm 100% right. He said I'm almost 100%
0: convinced. Yeah. See, that's why. I don't know if I'm right or not. But you're 100%. You're almost He's 100% convinced.
2: He's convinced, though.
0: But I'm very convinced that. I'm almost convinced. I'm said. almost convinced. Drum roll, please. Um, I think it's Pope Francis. And, um, and I say that because it fits the description to a T. He is a religious leader. He has looked... Um, very highly to from majority of the world. Uh, he has a lot of control over religion and money and the governments of the world. Um, he is in bed with everybody literally. And, um, he has been saying things the last few years that are very blasphemous. And go against god 's word, he actually said God made a mistake when he crucified christ um i have these i have I have references to all these quotes um so his attitude towards everything is just it seems very dark, not to mention the darkness of of the Vatican itself, not to mention that um a lot of references in Revelation describe the Vatican City, um, and so it's either going to be him, or there is this young prodigy coming up in the in the ranks over there that could possibly be. But I think the fact that Pope Francis is so worldly known and so respected that him saying this is the way things are. This is my guy. I need you to listen to him and follow him. And I think a majority of the world is going to fall right no, into right in the place. Yeah, for a it's going to focus. carry a lot of weight. So I agree. Yeah. And
1: the religious world itself will definitely turn their eyes if he says something. And not just Christians, but most of, you know, Catholicism and even the other religions of the world respect him. Right,
0: exactly.
3: And he uh, is... Some Catholic listeners right now may have just had a small heart attack when that- <laughs> you said that, so... Well, I could you.
2: really stoke those fires, but it would be with an extra biblical piece of information, so I'm not going to bring that up. But I will tell you the idea of the false prophet <clears throat> the idea of the false prophet is that he's going to lead the one world religion. Right. And
0: Francis himself has already mentioned a one world religion.
2: Well, let's 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 game this out a little bit. If this one-world religion existed right now, and is it currently in its infancy stages, what do you think it would be? I've heard the, I've heard the term
0: Chrislam, a mixture of Islam and Christian, uh, flying around there. And um, I think it's something he even mentioned himself.
2: So You have
3: thoughts on this? I do. I, I, that's what I assumed when you asked the question, so
2: share your thoughts. Well, let's start with reading Revelation 13, 11 through 15. This is where it talks about the, the second beast. So it says, Then I saw another beast rising out of the earth. It had two horns like a lamb, and it spoke like a dragon. Mm-hmm. So like a lamb, a lamb is going to appear. Well, first off, a lamb is, is not dangerous it's going to appear not, not dangerous. dangerous. That's right. But the words that he says are going to be extremely dangerous. Right. Like a dragon. Right. So it exercises all the authority of the first beast in its presence. So all the authority of the first beast, the first beast is the Antichrist. Mm-hmm. Okay. It exercises all the authority and makes the earth and its inhabitants worship the first beast whose mortal wound was healed. So we kind of talked about that a little earlier. Um... If the the end times are a lot closer than we think, we have seen a rise in America of a new religion known as wokeism. This this new religion yeah, we were
3: just talking about that before you before you got here tonight.
2: So this new religion of wokeism really fits and dovetails nicely with what Jason was saying earlier about some of Pope Francis's views. So. Um you can you can tell you're part of this new wokeism because there is no ability to there there's no forgiveness. There's it, it demands perfection. It demands complete and total submission. Um there is no reasoning with it. There is no room for there's no room for uh what's the word I'm looking for here? Disinter- nuance. <laughs> like there there's no room for nuance. It's what it's their way or the highway. And I would argue that we're seeing the startings of this one-world religion through this wokeism, which is actually a very global phenomenon. It's not relegated only to America.
3: Yeah, and there's even a a quote-unquote Christian woke, apparently. That uh, it's not just you know it's not just uh, some other religions or a non-religious group. There's actually Christian people or that that raised the banner of Christianity or falling under that.
2: So let me, let me clarify that with one thing, because Jason mentioned earlier that if it were possible, even the elect would be deceived. Okay. And that's true. The elect will not be deceived, but the parable of the wheat and tares tells us that there are people in the church right now that are not the believers that they think they are. And during the end times, they're going to sort themselves out. Right. Okay, and this is where you're seeing a lot of these people that are, quote unquote, Christians, right? Trying to support this idea of this new wokeism, right? All right, and you're going to start to see the tears drift away from the church, and we're we're seeing that in large part today because church attendance is dropping. People are no longer proudly associating themselves with the church, and what's happening is the tears no longer see a value of associating with the church, and so they're going in this new direction where they see all this right. focus and prosperity going. And then when you tie into it, so many of these churches that are preaching the prosperity gospel, which, which are leaving their people with a, a – they're setting their people up to fall for this new religion and, and this end times leader – like head over heels because he's going to be demonstrating these, these signs and wonders. And it even says in verse 13 here that the false prophet performs great signs, even making fire come down from heaven to earth in front of people. Now, we've seen that in the Bible before, all right, with Elijah. And by the signs that it is allowed to work in the presence of the beast, so the, the signs that's allowed to work in the presence of the beast. So that means it's going to be working in conjunction with the Antichrist. And the Antichrist is going to be allowing the false prophet to do signs and wonders because the false prophet is the precursor to the Antichrist taking taking control. So, and by the signs it is allowed to work in the presence of the beast, it deceives those who dwell on earth, telling them to make an image for the beast that was wounded by the sword yet lived. That was what we were talking about earlier with the uh, Antichrist uh, receiving a wound. We don't necessarily know what it is. They say a sword. It could very well be a bullet. We don't know. They said a head wound, I believe, specifically, head wound, yes. that's correct. Um, and it was allowed to give breath to the image of the beast so that the image of the beast, this is what Jason was talking about earlier, mm-hmm. might even speak and might cause those who would not worship the image of the beast to be slain. So, there are some significant pieces of information. You, you can also read uh, Revelation 16, 13, 19, 20, 20 10, I get a little bigger picture of the false prophet and who he is and what he brings to the table. But essentially, uh, together with the Antichrist and Satan, who, who empowers both of them, the false prophet is the third part of the unholy trinity. So... Make sure you read the book of Revelation, like Megan suggested. Start there and dig in. Get a little deeper understanding and be ready to see these signs because they are all these pieces are starting to move and. and... Oh yeah, everything's
0: falling into place. Um, for one thing, uh, the Antichrist will have control of everything, be able to see what everybody does and, and knows where everybody's at and. And if you do not worship a beast, you will not be able to buy or sell if you do not have the mark. Right. So how do you turn off the ability of people to buy and sell? Easy. A cashless society. Uh, If you have control of people's finances through a flick of a switch, because it's all digital, then you can control everything. And how does the Antichrist be able to
2: see everything at once? Easy. AI technology. Yeah. What What did you say? So you mentioned a cashless society. Mm-hmm. What would that look like today? Well, it's
1: well, we're already uh, moving we're already towards that, that today. It. I mean, fact, how often got do cards, each of you guys use got... your credit cards
2: to make all your purchases? All,
0: all the time, cashless. but it won't even be that. It'll be your palm print, like Amazon is doing. It's going to be a chip. It's going to be whatever. Now, the mark of the beast is going to be a tattoo on your right hand or your forehead, but the but it's going to be visible, integration. Of where we're going is going to be a, a chip or a, a palm print or whatever to purchase everything. We were at Starbucks before we got here, and guess what? The federal, federal, whatever it is, the money people,
1: the FDIC, <laughs> yeah, the, the money folks, the money people,
0: <laughs> the Federal, Reserve. <laughs> federal mm-hmm. Reserve. That's the word I'm Apparently, for.
3: there's a coin shortage. There's
0: a coin shortage, so they're already just. Dis- Moving to that. Apparently, they haven't been to my house. They're swallowing. Yeah. I think most of the change,
3: (laughs) all
1: the change
0: (laughs) in the world is in this piggy bank.
1: Um,
0: (laughs) Yeah. So they're slowly just pulling money away, pulling money away, uh, crashing the economy. I mean, just all these things. And there's so, so many signs. uh, And really, the closer we get to the Antichrist coming, and, and I mean, all of this stuff is taking place. Including the signs of the end with the the weather and everything going on, which they blame global warming or whatever, but it's God.
3: And Well, you know, it doesn't even matter. The fact is, is that God knew it was going to happen, and He knew how it was going to line right. up. So it doesn't matter what the cause.
0: It, I mean, it could be global warming, but God knew it was going to be. It was going to be global
3: warming. It's going to happen go. anyways. So it doesn't really matter.
0: <laughs> yeah, we so, can get bent out so, of
3: shape about these cause and effect things, but the fact is, is God knew it was going to. He happen. knew it was going to happen, and He knew how it was going to line up with the time. Right, <laughs> and
0: he, and the reason why it, it very well could be global warming, and the reason why because of global warming is we're having the, the heat waves and the droughts and the floods and the hurricanes and the tornadoes and the earthquakes because of all that happening. And God knew that was going to happen. So that's why the signs were there because when that started happening, this started happening it's all happening. You know, we
3: haven't even touched, we haven't even scratched the surface. The fact we is, haven't. Just look at the technology that's happened, yeah. that's, that's come into play over the last many years, uh, recent years, I mean, since like the 60s, that things can happen now that could never happen before the cashless society could have never happened the one world government really couldn't have happened because of the lack of communication right. the lack of transportation right. all these things that are that are necessary now everything's internet online you can you, you can flick a switch here and something happens in china i mean it's all so interconnected yeah. and that technology has happened you know in the last 20 30 years so i mean it, it, this stuff couldn't have happened you can't make it up previous to this. yeah and, <laughs> and, and the world you can't make this stuff wars, up you know, the the fact is is that world wars you know, war has been happening for well, since the beginning of time right. practically, but never has a war been so devastating until the you know, recent years. Yeah. Even, even World War One, World War Two, you know, the nuclear bomb, the the I mean, now we have the potential to devastate this world just in a matter of minutes. Right. Crazy, that stuff never happened before, so it wasn 't as big an issue. You can only do so much damage with a sword, yeah, but now we see that this stuff is in play, and so if you uh, if you just if you 're not aware of this yet, open your eyes and realize if you 're going to make a choice now 's the time
0: mm-hmm.
3: now is the time, and if you 're going to get involved in the uh, the harvesting of uh, you know of souls, helping people to cross that that uh, line of salvation. Now's the time to make it happen.
0: Right. So let's just take a let's take a little peek at Matthew twenty four real quick. And uh, so signs of the end of the times. While he's sitting on the Mount of Olives, the disciples approached him privately. He said, "And said, tell us when the signs of these things will happen, and what is the sign of your coming." and of the end of age. First thing he says is watch out that no one deceives you. Now, let's break that down a little bit. There's been a lot of deception. There's been deception in the coronavirus. There's been deception in the vaccines. There's been deception just in the voting. I mean, just everything. Um, For many, for many will come in my name saying I am the Messiah. Okay, you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. Yes, we have heard of that. We have heard of Russia and we've heard of, well, I mean, so many rumors of wars. Russia versus, um, help me, Romania or no?
2: You mean, uh,
0: Ukraine? Ukraine. Uh, we got real wars between the Palestinian area
2: and Israel. We got, um, well, Syria right now is in rubble, yeah. which is itself a fulfillment of prophecy. We had right. rumors
0: of China versus America, versus America Russia, Russia versus America, um, Korea, Korea supplies, versus yeah. America, and, and, and whatever's going on between them. I mean, I don't know of all the rumors, but so obviously there's a lot going on there. Um, what else? For nation will rise up against nation, kingdom against kingdom, all happening. famines, earthquakes happening. Uh, earthquakes are out of control. We've had record earthquakes. Um, there was this a huge 8.1 in Alaska. Um, another big one in, I mean, there's earthquakes all the time in California, but they've had the biggest on record lately. Uh, fires, places are burning, places are flooding. China was flooded. Many millions died because of the floods in China. Um, or tens of thousands at least. I forget what the numbers was. It's been a few weeks since I heard it. Um um continuing on, uh many will fall away, betray one another. You've seen a lot of betrayal lately. You've seen people turning in their neighbors for not wearing masks for not getting vaccinated for whatever. You see people tell uh turning in people on Facebook from what they post and all kinds of things. So that's happening. Um False prophets, uh, a lot of that going on, especially on YouTube, um, or just on regular Christian television. Y- yeah, uh, the lawlessness will multiply, and the love of many will go cold. A lot of murdering going on nowadays. Uh, murders up, what three hundred percent in Chicago You've got alone? The Black
1: Lives Matter movement. You've got and Antifa. They've that's just a, the tip of the edge, right? Right, there. exactly. Not even counting everything that goes on day to day, that's just what's hot topic now. Yeah, I
0: mean, murder is up across the country, across the world. Um.
3: Yeah, I want to. I want to interject. Go ahead. Too. We look at we look at the murders and all that, and see that as a lack of love, and that certainly is. When he says the love of many will wax cold, I would argue that a lot of this is happening in the church. It you know the fact that we're not reaching out, that we're not seeing these signs and saying, "Wow." I got to get off of my keister. I got to get out from behind my computer, behind my TV, away from my phone and get out there and start making disciples. The fact is, is that is a lack of love. That's saying, you know what? I don't care what happens to these people. And I think that, that even in the church, and when I say the church, I'm not talking about the bride. Those are people that are truly saved. I'm talking about the church as an entity here on earth, mm-hmm. because a lot of people that claim to be Christians, as we talked about earlier, are not actually Christians. Right. They're kinos. they're Christians in name only. And so, you know, the fact is is we're not seeing that urgency in the church. And overall, I think the church just isn't moving in that direction. And to me, that is a sign of the love of of many. Wax and cold yeah you know, just
0: yeah, and he said, you know, brother, against brother, and look at all the families that have been divided because of what's happening over the last year and a half um, mm-hmm. there's families that don't even talk to each other anymore because they have two completely different viewpoints on whether it's to be vaccinated or not or or right. the Trump versus Biden thing or right, crazy, but yeah true. yeah and um even people turn into Christ in, in a family and then the other half of the family turning away from Christ. Now, I want to talk about persecution a little bit. Um, did you know that just a few days ago, 10 churches went ablaze in Canada?
1: I had not read actually, that Actually, recently. I did not know yeah. this.
0: Uh, 10 churches set on fire in Canada um, within, I think, 10 10 hours of each other or something along those lines um a very short time frame um
3: so what do we know about that any who did it we don't
0: know who did it uh the mounted police are on it and um but from what i understand approaching it very slowly it's like it's
3: well, well it's because they're mounted they need to get in cars right.
0: they should get in cars
1: <laughs> <laughs> horses can only go too so fast slow, i'm sorry no
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: but i'm changing so there's that and then there's this headline that i saw the other day which i posted on facebook to share it um it might be the easier way to find it but it's absolutely heartbreaking um they have this movement global Middle Finger to End Christianity. It's an event to take place on August 12th, which is, what is today? The 10th? The so t- in two days. Uh, let me just read this a little bit here. Um, no, this is not a title from Babylon B, but an actual organized online event that is planned for this Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern. According to <laughs> the, the description of the finger. event, posted on Facebook, everyone will come together and get the middle finger to the sky to end Christianity and create more atheists. It goes on to say that it will also help fight to global prayer so their sky daddy won't snatch us up. This shouldn't be very shocking to anyone who knows this sign of the end of times as the Bible describes humanity doing such things in the book of Revelation. So yeah, it's just absolutely despicable. You have all these atheists, and um, going out and giving the bird to God. Um, it's disgusting. And uh, however, on the flip side of that, we have national prayer, um, people getting people together for a national prayer day. And that's what we need more of.
2: There was actually a prayer event in Portland recently. Yeah, I think that's where what I'm. Antifa was attacking yeah, Christians. Yes, yeah, saw the footage on that. Yeah, attacking, attacking the
0: Christians with children. There, um, destroyed their speakers, stole them, threw them on the ground, whatever. And um, people were maced by Antifa. People were injured. Um, yeah, the time whole,
2: is drawing closer, folks.
0: It's just that much. We're just that much closer. That's a
2: whole other topic. But and,
0: people,
3: if you are following a group that is led by violence like that and just random acts of violence, you know, hey, we're all ticked off because things aren't going the way we want, so let's go ramsack some buildings. Let's go loot. Let's let's uh, go attack some people that are praying for us. Uh, you're probably following the wrong group. Yeah.
0: Well, I don't think any of our listeners are following those groups. Um, you never know, though. I mean, I guess non Christians could listen to Christians talk to get you never know angles and stuff. Well, I but mean,
1: it's not your mama's Christian podcast. It's true, so it's not your mama's
0: Christian. It's podcast. It's not your. <laughs> well, but okay, anything else? we can continue uh, talking about this topic we can talk about this we on for hours. weeks
1: and weeks on this we are well Megan
2: how about you is there anything that you you kind of want to talk yeah, anything about you that's an important kind of had piece? in your head
0: to discuss that we hadn't
2: touched
1: um, no as far as you know the 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 pains that we're seeing around the world i know i had brought it up in in group chat but i've got i have friends still who are in India and him and his wife have moved up to the Northern part of India. And every single day it's something different. You know, the, the earthquakes that have happened, the landslides continue to happen. Um, Lockdowns are becoming more brutal. You know, the, the police will get you for no reason whatsoever. Um, And it's, it's hard to, to get out and and have the motivation to do what they do because of the, the pressure they're under You know, and when we talked about earlier the the persecution of the church, we in America have no clue what that really is. We haven't had a taste of that since our ancestors fled to America because of that. You know, and we can sit at home comfortably and we can pray for people, but when it comes right down to it, we haven't even touched the tip of the iceberg. You know, and and if we're going to sit... You know on our butts, as they say and and be there on Sunday and just sit there and nod and smile politely. well, we have another thing coming you know, if you're gonna be left behind, you better get ready
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know if if you haven't come to grips with the fact that well, maybe I should start doing something and and start to bring people for the kingdom or even myself to the kingdom if if you're one of those people that well, maybe I'm not really you know, on fire, I'm not really bearing any fruit. Let's, let's see what happens. You know, you better get ready Yeah. because it's not just, it's not just the antichrist that's going to be, be doing things around here. There's going to be trumpets and seals and bowls that are going to be poured out upon the earth. And there's nothing anybody's going to be able to do to stop it. Not even the antichrist yeah. can stop that. Things are going to happen gonna stop them, what's coming. and people are going to wish they were dead. Oh, it's they can't, they can't die. Even
0: imagine how bad it's going to you know, be.
1: They, they're going to cry out for the stones to fall upon them, and they they can't die. But when it's all over and that particular judgment's done, they're going to come after the church because that's that's going to be their outlook. Why? Why would my savior cause this? Maybe it's the Christians.
2: We we see hist- historically that that's already happened when you look at how what happened with Germany. And if you studied it, Mm -hmm. there was a massive hyperinflation of their money during the Weimar Republic. Uh, The reason why there was a hyperinflation was because they printed a ton of money. That should resonate with you because that's all we've been doing for the last 10 years is printing money. And because of the collapse of the economy, it led to the rise of a strong man who came in and promised that he could solve the problems and he could make the trains run on time. He succeeded. And what he did is he turned an entire group of people into the enemy that everybody else could rally behind. And the enemy were the Jews. And we saw what Hitler did. If you ever wondered how people could, could have allowed that to happen, you're seeing it play out in your mind, right in front of your eyes right now in America. You know, it's just a matter of if you're not walking in faith, you're you're easy to manipulate, and I would encourage I would encourage each of you that are listening choose for Christ right now and completely submit. That means he gets to make all the decisions going forward because. There's going to come a day where you're going to have this brutal choice laid before you, where you either choose to accept the mark, and you choose the path of the, of the Antichrist, and you will be loved and adored by the world for a brief period of time. But by choosing that mark, you are choosing God's wrath. You can make the decision today that you're for Christ and you can start to study, you can start to learn, you can start to know what to watch for, um, and really dive into this and really understand it. But it's going to require work, and it's going to require effort, and it's going to require the Holy Spirit to reveal Himself to you. So find yourself a good Bible believing church. That means that they teach the Word unadulterated, even the parts that we don't like, and they see the Bible as inerrant, which means that there are no errors in the Bible. And if your church is teaching against any part of the Bible, where if you're reading the Bible and and your church is going one way and the Bible is going another, it's time to find a new church.
3: Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I feel like uh, throwing out a little information here that's kind of off, off topic, but maybe not so much. Uh, the fact is, is that we, we, we have to be very careful. When, when we look at the Word of God, the only way we can really understand it totally is with the Holy Spirit's help. That's what the Holy Spirit's job is. And the only way to have the Holy Spirit is to completely surrender. And so it's kind of a catch-22, in fact that's why there's so many people that are false converts because they've you know they've not ha- they've not they don't have the holy spirit but they're still kind of sneaking up on it and we see all these people in the church that are sneaking up on it well you don't have to sneak up on it you can you can totally surrender to Christ in one fell swoop be baptized with the holy spirit and immediately have god's help in interpreting scripture you don't have to wait um, you know, when uh, when we talk about, you know, digging into scripture and, and seeking God, you know, that, that can be something that's done over the course of many years because, and that's not God's plan necessarily. It's just because that's what we have to do sometimes. We have to go through this process of him convincing us that there's some truth to this and then us taking a little teeny step of faith and then learning a little more. We can go that gradual route, but you know what? That's not the way it has to be. The fact is, is you can take that step of faith and say, God, you know what? I don't really know scripture. I don't know what's true and what's not. I really don't. And I don't have a clue where this is going to take me, but I know enough to know that Jesus is the way. I know enough to say, God, I just want all of you and I'm totally going to surrender and let you run my life. And if we were, we're, we're willing to do that, the Holy Spirit will take up residence in us. He will begin to give us the power to to do what pleases Him and the desire to do it. And then He's going to interpret Scripture, and everything's going to make sense. And then you're going to be you know you're going to learn at such a, a, a such a quicker rate. So I just encourage you to to take that step of faith. You know, it's it, it might seem scary. It might seem like You know, well, I don't want to do that until I understand more, but I'll tell you what, you can shave years off the process. I've, I've seen people who've gone to church their whole life only to, you know, in fact, I've seen leaders in churches who've convinced people that they were Christians only to find Christ in their forties and fifties, and then everything changes, you know, save yourself all that hassle and give God a chance, you know, take that step of faith Give him, you know, give him yourself, uh, give him your undivided attention and he will change your life like amazingly. Right.
1: And you never know how much time you have left. So what are you waiting for?
3: And you know, you got nothing to lose. Cause if you take that kind of step of faith, God is going to, he's not a stupid God. <laughs> if he, if you give him your undivided attention, you give him your faith and you take that step towards him and you kind of, you know, jump as if it's, you know, as if you've got a net, he will be your security net, and he's going to catch you, and he's going to save you, and it's going to change your life. And if if God, you know, quote, unquote, wasn't real, you'll know it real quick. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and honestly, if if you look at the word of God and look at what's happening right now, it's just 100% proof that his... He is a real, his word is truth. Things are happening and it's, it's time. It's time to open your eyes and see that. Yeah. What we are saying is what a lot of people are saying. And what the word of God is saying is what is happening in our world right now. And that's all the proof you need of the reality of his trueness. So, it's time to make that decision. And Christ wants you to make that decision. It's like he was saying, choose a side. Either you are with me or against me. Because if you are on the fence and you're not sure, he will spit you out. At least if you choose the other side, you'll know why you're in hell. Choose Christ. And have you know, the time that we're in is extremely scary for those that aren't with Christ. But if you are with Christ, you do not have that fear. You have that protection of the Lord. You know where you're gonna end up. You have peace in your heart. Um, and it's a great place to be. So choose the Lord and uh That's, you know, there's an hour and a half show tonight, and we haven't even played any games, and we don't have time for that. I think the discussion tonight was important to just use the entire show's time for it. Um, Honestly, we can make several shows about this, but if you want more information, uh, you can type in any of these kind of keywords on YouTube, and you're going to get hours and hours and hours of teachings, preachings studies um dive in it's very interesting and it can definitely grow you closer to discovering god and and closer to accepting god and following christ because the prophecies and the and the unfolding of this truth is really what got me to understand the, the realness of the lord and got me to follow jesus and it's been an amazing ride and I keep getting closer and closer and closer and it's a beautiful thing and I recommend it. So.
3: so certainly use your resources and there's a lot of stuff out there on YouTube. That's good. A lot of stuff that's bad too. So make sure that you are, whatever your resources, Google, you know, YouTube, whatever, make sure that your that everything is built on scripture and that your that everything goes back to scripture. If it, if it, does not line up with Scripture. it is not helping you in the slightest It is only taking you uh, pulling you away. so be very, very careful, but certainly use the resources they're out there. I, I use them all the time. I listen to a lot of good stuff that uh, that helps me to grow, but I also line everything up we can 't use it as a crutch. We can't use it as a substitute. We've got to do our due diligence. And, you know, when you're listening to a YouTube uh, pastor, whatever, have your Bible out and read along with them. Yeah.
2: I I will also add that before you use any extra biblical sources, you need to start with the biblical source. Right. Right. If you don't know your your Bible, (laughs) you're not going to know if you're being misled. Yeah. And so crack it open. Yeah. You know, for those of you who've never read your Bible before, you don't have to start in Genesis and read all the way to maps.
1: In fact, I would recommend starting in John.
2: Yeah, I, oh, that's probably I started what I'd recommend maps. too.
0: Was that wrong? <laughs>
3: um,
1: you knew where everything was.
0: Well, you gotta kind of figure out where everything is. Um, he's absolutely correct. Uh, you're going to hear a lot of things on, on YouTube and whatever um, that are people's opinions. And so. Christ said, like I said in Matthew 24, the first thing he said is, do not be deceived. And that goes with everything, even if if it's the right thing. Even if it's it's trying to point you in the right direction, it still could be a deception. Uh, The devil's biggest weapon is the truth. He tells you so much of the truth that you don't even notice the twist. And so use discernment get multiple views and then put those against the word and, and then the truth will come out
3: and realize that the best tool you have is really still the Holy spirit, you know, pray for wisdom, pray for the Holy spirit to, to teach you. Um, the Bible says that, you know, in fact, Jesus says that, you know, even imperfect parents do good things for their kids when they ask and God If you pray and ask for the Holy Spirit, he will definitely give it to you. So ask for the Holy Spirit's discernment. Ask for for wisdom. Ask for understanding. And then dig into the word yourself. I guarantee you, you don't need to have a Bible degree. You don't need to go to college. You don't need any of these things that we say you need that, you know, the church and sometimes our society says we need. All you need is your Bible, the Holy Spirit and the willingness to dig in and spend some time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So don't be afraid to do that.
0: All right. Any final words, Megan?
1: Nope. I think we've about covered all that we're going to be able to cover tonight. It's it's a broad topic. That's for Amen. sure. I mean, we could go on for weeks. I but Thank you so much. Just scratching the surface. I think we've done a good job.
0: Right. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Um, folks, that's thank the episode. You. Thank you so much for tuning in. And uh, I, hope, I hope your head didn't explode. Um, that's it. Say goodnight, Rick. Good night, Rick. Good night, Nate. Good night, Nate. Good night, Megan.
1: Good night, Jason.
0: Good night, everybody. <laughs>